Hey, Joe. Good morning. <laughs> Today is D-Day. Today is D-Day in my life. Dog Decision Day. D-D-D. D-Day. I mean, I'm only half awake. Uh, for all sorts of reasons, today is a, a a big day in our house, even if it, if it had nothing to do with the dog. But this has everything to do with the dog. I was given 24 hours yesterday in the afternoon to make a decision about whether I was going to exercise my veto on getting a dog. And of course, you know, when you add together last evening when I saw nobody in the house and night time it means that there's only a few hours left before I have to make a decision and I do not feel that I've had long enough to to consider this and most importantly to discuss this with the other two people involved and I know that the other two people involved have had ages to discuss it and also I know that the other two people are going to be out of the house for the huge chunk of a day and yours truly is going to be he's going to expect myself to make sure that what happens to this dog isn't like what happened to the previous dog we had. So I'm I, I'm as much wanting to prolong the discussion about this dog so that I can ensure that the others have fully considered all of the implications of having a dog. And one of them is saying to me that they're going to ensure that this dog doesn't have an experience or that we don't have an experience like we had with Rocky, the previous dog. Should I believe it when people including myself, have a track record of not being successful with having a dog. Should I believe protestations that say, oh, we'll do better next time? People who don't have a track record of, you know, who don't have a track record of caring for a dog. And people who don't love Puma half as much as I do. Puma's our cat. Now, I didn't really want Puma. The others wanted Puma, were very enthusiastic about having Puma. And who ends up being Puma's greatest friend in the house? Me. So, I one of them played the ultimate emotional card this morning and said, the dog has got nobody to care for it. Is you know, isn't is just stuck in 
a dog's home with nobody to love it and and a much more a much more affluent and um anyway well made totally emotional they played the emotional card you know the poor dog needs us And I've never been swayed by, I doubt I've ever been swayed purely by emotion, ever. And I think that that trait I inherited or I, I, I took in from my mother. Dog decision day, not very pleasant day ahead. This is all about dogs. I grew up with them. When you're a kid, it's everything is so bloody easy. Someone else buys the dog food. Someone else takes the dog to the vet. Someone else makes sure that the dog has enough exercise. Someone ex someone else clears up the excrement. Someone else is interested in the garden. What the dog digs up. Someone else. But as a child, you have the unmitigated joy of a companion who is loyal to you, loves you. And whom you can do whatever you like with, including rough and tumble, if that's your thing. Oh yes, as a kid, should we or should we not have a dog is a no-brainer. Of course you should have a dog. Good for preparation in life. It teaches you lots of things about animals and animal welfare and... Oh, God, it's so easy when you're young. Now, oh, I'm making a cup of tea. A dog is for life, cliche. And some people, in fact, a lot of people, um, have a dog for life for a few weeks around Christmas, and that's the end of that. Oh, yeah, when you're a kid. If the dog eats some of the furniture, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to buy a new carpet, sofa. Oh yes, and somebody buys the the dog basket. Somebody... But it's... Okay, when you're a kid, somebody buys everything for you, so that's not a big deal. And then you get to... To my age, and you're an adult, and you no longer have loads of time for play, you have a whole lot of well-developed interests. Anything from sitting down, listening to, you know, Beethoven string quartets, to 
any music you like, making audio, podcasting, working, all these highly attractive things. So much so that you think at present you haven't got enough hours in the day to do all the things you want to do. Why on earth should I, should I have a dog? Dogs take time. It takes time to go out and buy food for a dog. So let's just think about time, Paul. Let's just think about time. Oh God. The time that it's going to take to think about all the issues connected with a dog. All of that time could be spent meditating, could be spent, you know, mindfully walking around the car before you get into it, so as to be in a really grounded place when you're driving the car. Dogs. Am I going to write poems about dogs? Am I going to write poems about dogs? I can't even get my own, my own poems together in order to publish them. Now, now the others want me to get a dog. This is not an easy day. It definitely is not. Oh, things are terrible. When my brother, who definitely doesn't love the dog which he has in his house and complains about the dog all the time, when he meets me for lunch and gives me scant help, well, that's probably not a good phrase, gives me no help and has a good laugh at my expense and doesn't come up with, you know, even one irrefutable argument that I could use to, you know, destroy, obliterate this desire to have a dog in our house. You see, for those of you who haven't listened to everything else in the past about this, I'm faced with decision day to have a dog and not have a dog, and I've only got one vote out of three. But I've been told that it has to be unanimous and the score is 2-0 at the moment. Now, I've got a number of people who have, thank goodness, agreed to, or, or become my dog consultants. Oh, I have to say in answer to one of them, just to make it clear at the very beginning, we are talking about a dog. We are not talking about a, a little, a, a tiny little puppy. I couldn't even tell you what breed this dog is, except to tell you that I imagine that someday it's going to be as tall as a Labrador. Not as heavy, slimmer. It's got... It's, it's a slim dog. Anyway, and it's beautiful just to make the thing even, you know... I, I have to say that the photographs I've seen, and of course I've been shown photographs, oh isn't this absolutely lovely dog, 
um, the, the photographs are pretty, so, you know, we are not talking about a unpleasant-looking mastiff that would chew you to bits and might seem for three years to be your greatest friend and will then sort of turn into a whatever you call these mastiffs, hounds of the Baskervilles or something like that. Anyway, the point about this is that I am close to the 24-hour deadline and I, thank goodness, have been given some very welcome advice and a little bit of empathy and uh, so I'm going to give them all to you and I want to thank all of them Kingfish Barbara KB and Robert Neal so you're in for a real treat take it away guys take it away please well Paul I didn't listen to the to the rest of your post after the dog one, so I got to catch up. But uh, I'm going to go listen now when we're done. But before I lose the signal here, all I can say is you've played a couple of the Rebel stories over the last couple of weeks, which I thoroughly love. And uh, maybe Gracie loves them too. And she got you, you. She got thinking about a dog. And since you told her a story about a, a little the little dog Rebel when you, that you had when you were a small kid, she's 12, but that's not small, but still. I think you brought this on yourself, and uh, you're going to have to say yes and get a dog. Besides, rename, uh, you, can, you may name the dog Yellow Rebel, maybe. And when you're out walking your dog, I bet you'll come up with some pretty fascinating stories. Plus, a dog gives you an excuse to walk in different places, and you don't look as crazy. So, I say go for it. Dog will open up a new road. Think about this. Get the dog. Go over, pick him up, bring him home when she's asleep, surprise her, put the dog in her room, let her wake up to the dog in her room, let her freak out and be surprised. That'd be cool. Be a nice start of a day. Or just put the dog in a bed with her while she's sleeping. Let her wake up to it. Yeah, I say get the dog. She wants the dog. I'm pro-dog. <laughs> Paul, Barbara KB here. I just had to call in. I've been in your shoes. I have been in your shoes. And the way we solved it with my son when he was 11 or 12, he took care of a couple of dogs in the neighborhood, got paid to do it, and concluded that he didn't like picking up dog excrement that kind of did it in and yet he has some regrets over not having been raised with a dog and I'm a little sad too but you know like you said we just lived busy lives the three of us it was just a little too much I want to hear about what happened to Rocky and I find it interesting that it's a dog and not a puppy is it a puppy like a baby because that's more work because then you have to train them I don't know, Paul. I think the 24-hour decision is, is interesting. Hmm. Hard decision here, Paul. Hello, Paul. I've, I've been reflecting on the choice that lies before you with respect to whether to bring a dog into your, 
your life and thereby change your life forever. But is it not so that the choice you've been handed is whether to have your life change in one way or in another? There's no doubt that either way, whatever decision you make, your life is going to change. On one hand, you will agree to bring the dog into your household and life will change in all the ways that you've already reflected on. On the other hand, you can communicate your decision that there will not be a dog brought into the household. And perhaps I'm wrong, but in my imagination, I would anticipate, at least if it were in my life, days, perhaps weeks of sullen disappointment, perhaps resentment, and then later years of memories of the time when father declined, refused to offer a home to this dear animal and whose company we've been deprived of ever since. A memory that will live on in your life forever. Do you not really have just the illusion of a choice, Paul? Dear Kingfish, your advice is very, very welcome and I'm delighted to receive it. Absolutely fantastic. In brackets, that doesn't mean I agree with it. Okay, the, the, what I am so uh, impressed with, above everything else, is the idea of putting the dog in bed with her overnight and letting her wake up in the morning with the dog. Unfortunately, she is a fairly light sleeper and dogs are inclined to lick, are they not? And, however, putting the dog in the room uh, but these are great ideas of course I can think of complications like the fact that the dog back in the house a new dog in the house for the first time might yowl all night and she'd wake up and then however pleased she was she has to go to school the next day but that type of thinking is just the type of thinking that gets you as a reputation as a straight talking um, um, inventive thinker okay Barbara Kibbe your story is touching absolutely touching and what you did ever so impressive ever so impressive the combination of money which usually attracts children a lot and <laughs> an activity which if you like brought your son to closer contact with reality or the reality of caring for dogs 
or a reality of yes and it's um, judging from your reaction it may have been a little bit unfortunate that your son was a bit squeamish about picking up dog excrement I'm not squeamish about that at all but uh, and uh, unfortunately my daughter had some practice at doing that when we had Rocky well and in relation to calling another dog Rocky I mean that is certainly a very good thing to think for me to think about and think about very seriously the, the complication is that Rocky was a Lakeland Terrier a wiry Lakeland Terrier this creature is more like a what a flamingo in comparison with a rock that's not actually accurate but anyway this thing is pretty as opposed to rocky being what's the right word for somebody who dresses in kind of rough and tough and uh, um, clothing um, anyway um, but plenty to think about in what you said and now we get to well I suppose you'd have to say the consultant who has called me out Robert Neal you're awful man you're an awful man this is like you're talking to my inner voice or you're talking or you're in a choir with my inner voice because the consequences of me being the one to veto us having a dog what that's going to do to my reputation and my legacy is incalculable now I'm pretty good as people go in toleration of sullen resentment I have for many years worked myself into a mindset that says people are entitled to have whatever emotions they want and that is entirely and utterly their right and their business oh no this isn't over yet well dog day afternoon is over the 24 hours that I was given to make a decision about whether we were going to have a dog for life is over. I made a decision and having made my bed I now have to lie in it. Yeah, there's no way back from the consequences of a decision either yes or no as Robert Neal was good enough to make explicit. Yeah, my life was going to be changed irretrievably, no matter what I did. And there was one of those Greek philosophers who said you can't put your foot in the same stream twice. Who, which is really a way of saying everything's in flux. So, I'm in flux. I would have been in flux anyway. And uh, now, 
we will have a new dog. We will have a dog. We haven't had a dog in about four years. The last dog was a cotton tatulier. Yeah, which most people never heard of. Beautiful little dog. Beautiful, beautiful little dog called Rocky. The trouble with Rocky is that he bit somebody and there ain't any way back from that. Oh, it was a tragedy one Sunday morning. I won't, I won't relive the experience here on Anchor. Anyway, and to make it even worse I suppose, bit somebody who lives on the same estate where we live and there was no uh, provocation of any kind yeah and uh, a woman who ran a kennels had uh, told me as much a short well a short time maybe within the previous six months that the dog has a tendency to nip uh, or to go to nip and she said and she was a very uh, decisive firm person she says that's it, that's it the dog will always be like that almost impossible to get rid of it and uh, she made it uh, almost certain that she wasn't going to take Rocky back into the kennels for a few days as a result of this. Of course at the time, and I still do to this day, I blamed uh, us collectively for what happened. You know, you don't train dogs, you train people, don't you? Well, people are the problem. If people had been trained properly to know how a dog ticked everything would be fine but we hadn't a clue we hadn't a clue it's of course it's always possible that the you know the runt of the litter might uh, have a <laughs> the wrong gene or something or might have a predisposition or may not have been treated as well as he could have been treated um, from the time he was born. Who knows? And did it really matter? Four years without a dog, I now face an uncertain future with a dog. Um, I found out what type of dog it is. It's a purebred and it's got a name which I can't remember. It's a hunting dog of some sort. If only, if only, if only. And you can't live your life on the basis of if only. But if only I'd listened. To Barbara K.B.
if only I'd listened to Jennifer and if only I'd listened to Kingfish before I not only made my decision but communicated it I'd have been a better person making the decision I really would and you know what Barbara Kibbe is a hundred percent right I think or at least her analysis is a hundred percent correct the decision-making process was you could say flawed the decision-making process was unfair basically it was crap now I don't usually speak like that it was a decision-making process that if it were repeated in other areas there wouldn't be a family there wouldn't be a family a dog is for life will grant me this assumption that a family is for life as well so a dog and a family is for life anyway uh, I Barbara just between you and me I did to have a conversation about the decision-making process yes that didn't take away <laughs> the need for a decision but it did at least leave me I said what I wanted to say and if I was Jennifer Elin, I would have had no difficulty making a decision. I mean, Jennifer is the sweetest person I know. Well, don't want to exaggerate. She's actually a lovely person, and you really should listen to her. You know, Jennifer is auditioning for, you know, TV commercials that say, you know, you need a dog in your life. As for Kingfish, he's just wicked.
house later. When I questioned her about this, she said, she told me in relation to her mother that she'd been told that this was the best way for her to enter emergency accommodation. She had a Well, it's very interesting to me listening to Robert's response to you and your response back to him that really, 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 Paul, it's not about the dog. We're really not talking here about the dog, but what we're really talking about here is a decision-making process that has been put forth to you. And quite frankly, Paul, I think you need to go back to the two wonderful women that you live with and state that to them. State, I love dogs. I think there's all sorts of reasons to have a dog. Express your concern. Just say, I'm not happy with the decision-making process that has been given to me, which is this 24-hour thing. I mean, there are people out there that take months to research the kind of dog. They go out and search the dog together as a family. I I feel like that's really the issue here. Okay, Paul, what did you decide? I want to know. Um, I'm listening to your dog dilemma. And for me, I hear what you're saying in terms of having to pick up the dog poop and chewing on things. And you're talking about all the negative side. But you know what? The positive side so outweighs the negative side. I love my dog. I can't imagine my life without my dog. I mean... Oh my gosh. Even as I'm looking at him right now, and he has a cone on because he just had a little problem with his anal glands, which meant we had to spend $225 that I didn't want to spend on a dog, but we did. But you know what? He's so worth it because he is such a love and he brings such joy and happiness to my life that I cannot imagine not having him in my life or a dog, period. I say get the dog. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I love the way Robert puts things. Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) Talk about (laughs) passive-aggressive. So basically, either you get the dog and get out of the bad books, or you don't get the dog and you get the doghouse. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I know you're having fun with this. This is great. I say, I still say, tell her, don't get the, you're not going to get the dog. And then put the dog in a room and go to sleep. Nothing worse than a quick switcheroo. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is hilarious. I managed to postpone the arrival of the dog. That dog. I hesitate before confirming that the dog's name will be Louis. Not Louis. Louis. I don't know if that'll last. But anyway, right now, the only name that we have on the table is Louis. This piece of audio is all about Dog Decision Day. So if you have no interest in dogs and you're really into goldfish instead, you may be in the wrong piece of audio. I postponed the, um, although I'm over bloating my own influence, I postponed the trip to the, I was going to say the pound, the dog's home, 
whatever you call a place where dogs are looked after until somebody is interested in taking them home. Anyway, I postponed that on the grounds that we didn't even have a water bowl for a dog, let alone a food bowl, let alone a bed, let alone poop bags. Forget about food. And we didn't even have a lead. What do you call in North America? What do you call the thing you put around? We didn't have a collar. Oh, I haven't written that down. Started having a conversation here in the kitchen a little while about ago. The dog is tagged, but the collar has to have something. So perhaps I'll. Perhaps I'll. Perhaps we should call the dog Anchor. I wonder if I could get away with that. I mean, because the dog... Actually, nobody knows the dog's name at the moment, and I don't know where the name Louis came from, but if the dog was called Anchor, that would be fun, at least. I don't think I'd get away with it, though. Anyway, this dog apparently is a medium-sized dog. Everything on Wikipedia says that it's, you know, perfect. Meaning that it's good with kids, good with other dogs, needs two hours walking a day. That's going to be fun. I wish I could remember what it was. Um, it's a dog of which there is a Scottish breed if you like and a Welsh breed and this one is a Llewellyn a Llewellyn not a terrier not a collie oh, as we say in Ireland feck <laughs> do any of you know the Father Ted um, TV show you heard of Father Ted and more precisely, have you heard of Father Jack? Father Jack says, Beck. More about their dog. And this time, I can reveal for the very first time in human history that the dog, which hasn't yet come to the house, is an English setter, English setter of the Llewellyn type. All I can say is if you're a dog nerd, you may know it already, but otherwise, um, look it up on Google. Just speak English setter. I surely can't imagine the audio on my smartphone being able to recognize Llewellyn. Maybe on your Android system it can, but that's what it is. And the plan is that tomorrow morning I will go out with a list of things early in the morning and buy them
and the dog will be brought home in the afternoon. However, 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 the dog is three years old. The dog will be coming with a funnel around its neck. You know, one of these cones. Yeah, what's the difference between a cone and a funnel? Anyway, I, I actually don't know. But anyway, the dog will be coming with a cone. That's to prevent it, I think, from... Oh, I don't want to be... I don't want to, to say anything which sounds a bit crude. But it's prevented from scratching itself. The dog has been neutered. And I have to say, okay, I gotta be straight with you. I, gotta, I cringe a little bit at the thought of being neutered. Now, I know all you dog people take all this in your stride, but I am not a dog person. I may have grown up with dogs, and I did, but someone else looked after them, someone else thought about them, someone else. Oh, hey, I tell you what used to happen in the old days. Dogs' tails would be clipped. Oh, I mean, it, I, I'm only saying this because I made some kind of a vow that I would say whatever came into my head about dogs. So that in 300 years, or even the day after tomorrow, someone can at least listen to what one guy, how one guy cringed when he used the word, what was it? Uh, neutered. Yeah. All I can think of is castrati in, in opera. Anyway, I've lost the run of myself. All I'm all I can tell you now is the key thing is that it's an English setter. Although with a name like Llewellyn, I reckon it's the Welsh end of the English setter. So the good thing about that is that the dog will be able to speak English, or at least understand English, when the dog comes home. Because if it was, I mean, we got a dog before from Madagascar. Can you believe a dog from Madagascar? That was what the previous dog we had many years ago, called a cotton tatulier. That dog jumped off a pirate boat, swam ashore off onto Madagascar, mated with another dog and started a new breed. And the breed became popular with the royal family of Madagascar and nobody else was allowed to have one and was only recognized as a proper breed by the American Canine Society in about 1972. I've got lots of useless information about dogs, but here's someone who knows a lot. I meant to express my gratitude and satisfaction to Jeremiah Craig, who has 
chipped in on the topic in a very enthusiastic way. Jeremiah Craig believes that I should definitely have a dog. He's even gone as far as to congratulate me. <laughs> that, that's a very strong act to congratulate somebody. And Jeremy has strong views on the topic. So, I don't know who's more keen that I have a dog. Jeremiah Craig or Jennifer Elin. I know Kingfish is in favor of it, but this uh, Jeremiah Craig is, you know, a serious advocate of, you know, get a dog. Here he is. You, you, you'll enjoy. You'll enjoy him. In fact, if I really, um, if, if I really get on with the dog and the dog lasts in the house more than a couple of days, I'm going to commission a ballad from Jeremiah Craig because he's a balladeer. And I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, you've got to celebrate the arrival of a dog. There's no point in having a dog arrive in the house without proper celebration. So I think I might even, I might even consider getting in touch with Tim Araneta and asking him to 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 consider um, Sing Song Saturday would have a canine theme in honor of the arrival of the most beautiful dog in the world.